do okay in, in this very moment or yeah. yeah or generally i've been inspired hey what do you hear what do you say my facebook youtube twitter instagram google plus your sister's ass to pony express a very ticked off thick here you know what ticks me off having to tell the government what to do because they have their heads in their asses now follow me there's something that's been bothering me so i'm just going to say it now dear government we understand that the virus is not your fault it happened it is what it is i'm not going to get into that idea that maybe you could have acted sooner we can deal with that when this is all over but here's the deal we need a real fucking plan it was the right move to make everyone stay home because that's the only way to deal with a virus like this but here's where i have a problem so you told us to shut down non-essential businesses. You told us to go home and quarantine. You told us we have to keep social distance and stay inside. But you told us you would help. So where is the fucking help? These checks are what they are. I mean, let's be serious. I'm not going to turn away 1200 bucks because, number one, if you're going to give it to me, I'm taking it. And number two, it's our fucking money, not yours. It's ours. We paid that in taxes for everything we do every fucking day. So, okay, look at the typical family. Mortgage payment, health care payment, car payments, electric, water, garbage, phone, blah, 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 blah. So maybe, maybe the 1200 covers the mortgage. But what about all the other costs that we have each month? This $1,200 thing isn't doing shit for the normal world family you want to help here's one idea tell the fucking banks and mortgage companies to stop all mortgage payments at this time just stop them and don't give me that three-month furlough bullshit how does that even make sense so someone who lost their job because you said to stay at home doesn't pay mortgage for three months but in the fourth month they have to not only pay that month that's due but also the three months they owed in full because it was furloughed and a fuck does that help you greedy cocksuckers someone was just unemployed and not earning money for three months they weren't earning money hello now they just start back to work and all that money magically appears so they can pay the three months in a lump sum how are they fucking paying that are you fucking idiots look it almost makes sense that they can start paying the current mortgage due for the month when they go back to work but they can't pay the prior three months they had no income so here's the idea just add the three fucking months of the furlough to the back end of the loan so if they have let's say 19 years and six months left in their mortgage just add the three months so now they have 19 years and nine months how fucking hard is that you'll get your money you shit bags it's just delayed the working stiff wins if you do that it really helps it actually helps and what is up with these banks and lending assholes? I mean, come on. You literally make billions of dollars in profit quarterly. That's every three months. The last crash was 10 years ago. So have so you have 10 years of massive profits and you need a bailout after two weeks of a shutdown? How come we, the people, have to save for a rainy day, but you save nothing? Every fucking quarter that you made $3 billion in profit. Profit, not income. Profit. And all that means you paid all your salaries and bills and everything you needed to pay to run a company for three fucking months. So every time you made three 
three billion in a quarter. If you had just put one billion in the bank, you'd have forty billion in the bank after ten years. That's not even including interest. But no, you greedy cocksuckers have to get bailed out again from our taxpayer money, and then you shouldn't us by not giving us a real break on our mortgages, credit card bills, or car payments or anything. And the government allows this. We get fucked. We bail you out. We get fucked. Rinse, lather, repeat. You dirtneck fucking pieces of shit should have had more than enough money to keep paying your workers and give everyone a break in mortgage payments the way I said for the time being. And again, I'm not saying to wipe the slate clean. I'm saying to just add the missing mortgage payment to the back end of everyone's loans. Do it for everything. The car lease is now three months longer. The credit card payment is now three months longer. The mortgage payment is now three months longer. You want to help the American worker, you can eliminate all payments due until this is over. That way, unemployment and stimulus checks would only be needed for food. That is what the American family needs now. That would help us, you greedy cocksuckers and you government lackeys who suck the balls of the big corporations and shit on the people are just as bad. Shame on you all. There could be a real plan in place, a real plan to get people through these next few months, a real plan to be testing, a real plan to allow workers who are considered non-essential to not worry about catching a virus and losing their house. You do the right fucking thing, you peckerheads. Having to tell the government what to do because they have their heads in their asses, that's what fucking ticks me off all right then uh <laughs> i i cannot match that fellow's passion <laughs> not many can yeah. <laughs> who is that his name is vic just he a, has to be from new york it, yeah his, there's no way vic is it, not from fucking new york vic batetto vic de batetto vic de batetto that was fucking brilliant thank you i uh, hope you don't mind us Jacking you know, it, jacking I mean, it, and no, sharing people... it uh, with our enormous audience. <laughs> it's or, the biggest, it's the grandest, or small it's, it's audience, small. depending on. Um, it sounds like he's saying a lot of the same shit that we have been saying, although not in such a clever accent or with such rage. Yeah, that was some. I mean, I was I was rage. No, I wasn't rage typing. I was hate typing yesterday. Nice. But I was super. It was super good. <laughs> it was it was a good exercise. I've written two things this week. See what I've what I realized last night was that if I'm passionate about something, mm. I can write it in the daylight. Uh only fueled by coffee. I, I think they call that journaling. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I just I journaled yesterday and I'm gonna read my journal entry in a moment. Dear, um, dear diary, please fucking start it with dear diary. Okay. <laughs> yeah. No, no, because it is, it was written to a specific individual in response to um, uh, a, a query that we received. But um, I realized like, man, if I'm passionate, if it's something that, that, that I sort of really believe in, like if I, then I can just, I can write whenever. Mm -hmm. But I was, I was concerned there for a while that I couldn't write anymore that i was just like i'd lost it it was gone it wasn't blocked hmm. it would just like start and then not finish or go anywhere and um but if something that i'm not super passionate about if it's like deeply emotional and it takes some time to um access it i i, I need i need vodka most people have a writer's block you have a writer's epidural <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes uh I, yeah, if, I, if it's deep mining, you know, deep sort of soul mining, mm -hmm. that's for you, Billy Innes. Nice. Um, soul mining. Uh, 
it does require some, you know, substances, and and I and it's got to be clear. Brown doesn't work for me anymore. Interesting. And that's I said clear, not white. <laughs> Just for anybody who wanted to make a comment about you know my my uh, unconscious racist you know description of alcohol, <laughs> whatever. Anyway. Uh, Where do we start? Do we start with the email? Oh, yeah. we got to start with it. So here's how I want to set this up. I'm going to read the email. Yeah. I'm going to read my scalpel-like response. Mm -hmm. And then you can read your baseball bat. (laughs) I played T-ball. Mark uh, Mark used a scalpel. (laughs) You did. You did. Actually, and you referred to it as that, as T-ball. Like, or that... (laughs) That it, it was such a slow pitch with such a big ball that it was super easy to, to hit. I, I got the email right here. So I'm, right. Good, I'm good go to go for, for it. it. I, like the audience, is just going to sit back and enjoy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, this is this is not a conversation at this point. This is um, – and, and so you can fast forward. This is probably going to take about 15 minutes before we get to an actual conversation. Right now, this is just going to be some pontificating. So um, – Stand by. We received a, an email. I'm guessing it's following episode 109, but <laughs> I, but more importantly, I think it's following the accumulation mm. of a number of episodes. And I'm pretty sure, based on some of the language mm-hmm. and where I, I, I you know, I'm just imagining. I got to imagine the sender of the email, but some of the language in the email and that sort of thing makes me believe that um, his disgust or whatever started with um whatever the episode was the burn don't run oh that one interesting right i'm I'm just gonna say i'm just gonna hypothesize that so the subject line in the email was tinfoil hat inquiry or inquiry Mm. however you want to say it message hi I am wondering how many people you think are involved in the government-run COVID-19 conspiracy to gain more power while pacifying the population. Do you think that the NCAA and NBA, for example, are in on this conspiracy? Did the NCAA cancel March Madness, where it makes 75% of its yearly revenue, in order to gain favor with the newly minted, hyper-powerful governments? How many people at the NCAA are involved with this conspiracy? How is the conspiracy not leaking from either the Trump White House, the leagues themselves, or some investigative journalist like John Kerry Rue? Repeat the same line of questioning for all sports leagues in the world. From libertarian personal responsibility perspective, I thought that your right to swing your fist ended at someone else's face. How is social distancing different than laws against closing your eyes and punching the air in the middle of a crowded room? I also thought that informed consent was another important tenant. I believe he. That's, I'm just going to give him give him a pass on that mm-hmm. because um, it's probably spell check mm. when the proper term was another important tenet 
for personal responsibility types, you may consent to the risk of getting COVID-19, but the grocery store employee that checks you out does not have a choice, nor does their roommate, partner, or grandparent. They have to keep going to work so that they can keep eating. They don't make a living wage already, and there are no other jobs. They have to be there. I concede that they have a choice of dying of hunger. FYI, here's an article about how many more people are dying than normal in New York City. Link to a New York Times article from April 10th. You guys are dramatically out of your depth and sound like Alex Jones. Maybe go back to talking about stuff that you know more about instead of discussing a situation where you have clearly made no efforts to get informed. Your audience cannot possibly be that large, but it is going to get at least a little smaller if the topics don't change. I have never written a message even kind of like this before. I just enjoyed the first hundred or so episodes of the podcast, Raise, Strength, The Journal, Kiss or Kill, Twitching, Extreme Alpinism, and some Zack Snyder movies. But the way that you are talking now is so fucking stupid I couldn't stop thinking about how stupid it was, so I figured writing this would be therapeutic. You talk so much about valuing expertise, competence, and mastery. No one at nonprofit knows anything at all about the best public policy practices during a pandemic. You are representing your beliefs as wise. Maybe ToxicCharlatan.com should start redirecting back to the nonprofit podcast page. With all due respect, Jonathan. All right. <laughs> so I started doing some writing. Jonathan, thank you for making contact. I recognize that sometimes I am out of my depth and take steps to correct that. If our conversation, rife as it is, with innuendo, inside jokes, speculation, and conspiracy, and other content doesn't suit you, it is a simple thing to disengage. Or to write a wandering, poorly reasoned, yet therapeutic missive, the intent of which appears to be to insult rather than to aid understanding. I don't believe in conspiracy because, as you noted, secrets are too readily leaked or exposed. Actually, the one conspiracy or intentionally initiated chain of events I do believe in has to do with the use of public office for personal enrichment and that of one's allies and cronies, apparently and often at the expense of the less powerful or the less wealthy. Regarding COVID-19, I do believe that strong social distancing actions and business shutdowns were imposed due to a lack of information and agreement about how to respond, and that lack of information was due to Ignorance, staff shortages caused by short-sighted, swamp-draining tactics, big egos and small ears, among other things. That ignorance left leadership without the means to educate people, education which would have allowed them to make their own decisions regarding the means they would use to mitigate the risk, how they would operate their businesses, how they would control the presence and flow of customers, etc. Instead, draconian measures were taken, and even as more information and experience was gained, no leader came forward to admit to having acted out of ignorance, to apologize, to teach, and then relax the standards of behavior modification, thus returning some level of personal autonomy to the individual and the public. The problem here is not necessarily the ignorance, rather how the recognition of it was handled once actionable knowledge became available. Your sports league's comments do not merit addressing. The libertarian analogy missed me as well. If you care to, please reform that comment so I may understand what you intended to convey. Surely it must be something about selfishness and perhaps its lack of virtue. 
But do allow me to address the example of the enslaved grocery store clerk. Perhaps you missed the part where we suggested that those who take the greatest risk should be rewarded the most. Yes, we used EMS and medical as the example, but the thesis extends across all who are on the front line. Perhaps you missed the part about how we ourselves behave in public, having begun limiting interaction quite early in March in order to protect our people and our space, i.e. what we value, and wearing masks and eyewear when able, unable to control contact and exposure, but not when we are uh, when we are alone in the street at midnight walking our dog or out in nature also alone perhaps you missed the part about doing as much purchasing as possible remotely to reduce not only our exposure but that of the grocery clerk or the care taken to step aside cross the street whatever it takes to maintain logical distance between people or perhaps you missed the hiv aids analogy where all fluids are treated as infected which would inform behavior if one replaced fluids with individuals it's pretty fucking clear how you would choose to behave if you treated everyone as already infected but no you made assumptions just as we have, and that's why we are having an exchange of ideas. Yes, the grocery store clerk has to be there because the government did not shut down the demand for rent, for interest, for mortgage payments, etc., when it shut down the ability to earn money to actually pay those bills. Do you not find this absolutely fucking stupid, mercenary, and self-serving? If you do, then your ire is misdirected. And how about this? A large percentage of people polled, and admittedly I've not chased down this poll to review the questions and the sample population, but a large percentage of people polled said they were fine collecting unemployment where feasible and staying at home isolated, reinforcing their already chronic health issues, if I may make an asshole comment. Who wouldn't suck the government teat if given a chance? Well, someone who didn't want to be dependent, someone creative, someone to whom work was not a chore, a glum duty, someone who thought maybe their ideas and their actions might motivate others to actually do something themselves. Perhaps. But back to the temptation and the sustenance of the teat. That people satisfied uh, getting paid to breathe and eat. That that being the case, um, uh, and sometimes, depending on the job, the unemployment benefits are greater than the wages. Um, so even if Dear Leader turns the economy back on, some businesses, like my friend who owns a restaurant and provided me with the figures for this N of one case, he can't reopen because no one will cut their government income to return to the workforce. These decisions were taken without regard for human nature and the natural progression that stems from satis satisfying entitlements, which will have far-reaching consequences and everyone will pretend to be shocked when it happens, those far-reaching consequences, and once again, shuck any sense of responsibility. Moving on. I do not agree that people must be protected from themselves in this context, and certainly not when the so-called protection manifests as heavy-handed regulation imposed by people who presume themselves smarter and chosen rather than merely elected at the least bad choice from a bullshit two-party menu. Human beings are smart, especially when it comes to survival. Clearly, the task forces and committees can only see immediate threats, so fail to examine the potential long-term consequences of isolation and economic shortfalls that they clearly cannot balance. They are so far removed from the common experience that they imagine a one-time payment of $1,200 will make a meaningful difference and alleviate their guilt about having suffocated the means of pursuing life, liberty, and happiness. They are beholden to people who make money with money rather than risk or labor or effort, so they pay out billions to keep those who don't need but expect support happy. While everyone else foots the bill, now or by way of the inflation and an irrevocably damaged economy. They know that 40% of the population can't cover an unexpected $400 expense or shortfall, and yet they still declared many of the jobs being done by that same population, that same 40%, non-essential. 
Universal basic income? Why the fuck not? Because you put me in a vicious libertarian box rather than the empathetic, inquisitive, and trying to understand libertarian box? Yeah, go fuck yourself. Excuse me, I digress. What about the mental health consequences to someone whose job, which was their identity, because how else do you introduce yourself to a new acquaintance if not by asking and answering, what do you do, being deemed non-essential? There are consequences. Anyway, does the subconscious reflect on the inference that self is non-essential as a result of a job becoming being deemed non-essential? And if I as a person am non-essential, then what? Did they look at the disease and morbidity tied to the crash of 2008-2009 in the immediate as well as the years that followed and factor that into decisions uh, made about shutting down businesses, taking away the possibility of work that reinforces identity and self-worth? Did you? Look, I know we could go through a word-for-word word and do a he-said-she-said said routine, which might lead to some learning for each of us, but this has already made me think enough, so for that, thank you. I appreciate the engagement, and I do mean that sincerely. But I think we will keep talking about whatever we want to talk about, because had you opened your mind to it, you would have understood that we do it for ourselves and not for you. Hence, I will refrain some, from suggesting you talk about anything other than what you want to talk about. Sincerely, Mark Twight. Do you think he learned anything? <laughs> Do you think he changed his mind? No, but but he got therapy from writing the email in the first place. So, yeah, you know, uh, win win. I got therapy there from that, and I realized that um, I could probably make this flow a little better. You know, before it actually, you know, gets sent off to him or not sent off or whatever. I mean, don't maybe this is enough. Um, <laughs> this sounds like a send off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, my, mine's, I, mine is simplified I was, I'm, my t-ball. I'm ready to hear the smash and grab. Yeah. Okay. Yes, please. Because I, I, I realize I've spent far too many hours um, not only thinking. No, it's good practice. But, no, it's good practice and, and useful for the future. Exactly. Yeah. Mine was not. Okay. Jonathan, thanks for wasting your time. I don't understand your frustration, but times are weird and the fearful sometimes act in unordinary ways. <laughs> I'm sorry you lack the ability to question what you were told. So with all due respect, go fuck yourself. (laughs) I was going to record it, but it was way too short. (laughs) It was longer. I like the long version kind of yesterday, but (laughs) but realize that I did plenty of long um, for both of us. What I did, what I did realize though, like, you know, about the questioning Mm -hmm. thing, you know, a couple of things like an exchange with Randy Bly yesterday and again today and and thinking back to some sort of punk rock roots and that kind of thing it's like because i don't want to be characterized as a social distancing denier or by one of the people who is you know now how can i deny it, it if i've been practicing since 2006 <laughs> or earlier yeah yeah yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. and 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 understanding the value of it, understanding why it was imposed, understanding that yeah. like we, this is the only, this is the blunt force response because it's the only thing we have at our disposal right now because we don't, we can't educate people because we're maybe not smart enough ourselves or we're conflicted like the information given to us or that we have actively sought on our own. And I'm saying we as in the, you know, the, the, the collective we, but more so, the, you know, speaking from the point of the politician, um, like, okay, we got to do this stuff because we don't know any better. 
But I'm never going to say that in the future. It was like, hey, we had to do that because we were ignorant. There's no fucking way anybody's ever going to come come forward and, and st- do anything other than, you know, act as if they weren't responsible or to, you know, ignore the, the, the behavior in the past. And so if I'm not, you know, when I say hoist a flag, it's a fucking flag. And it's a flag that says dissent on one side. And for those of you who don't, you know, who don't understand what that means, the other side, it's more like, hey, ask some questions. Mm. And so it's not about refusing to be confined and then going to the Capitol steps in Michigan or Ohio or Virginia or wherever and standing there all close together with no mask, not engaging in social distancing to protest what you feel is, you know, like you're still getting your checks, right? You know, so you can afford. (laughs) That's how you can afford to be there in protest is because you're sucking the government teat. Anyway, like, I don't think that's the right way. It's not about refusing to be confined or refusing to obey. It's about understanding risk. And it's about understanding the risk to yourself and, all caps, to others, and then making an informed decision about your behavior. But you can't understand the risks without asking questions. And you can't ask questions if you simply take the words and commands at face value. Yeah. And that came down to sort of the, the end of my conversation, the last thing that I sent off to Randy when we were talking about like our sort of war inside my head, like conf, you know, internal conflict about all of this, about empathy being matched with, you know, careless, don't give a fuck, mm-hmm. let him die, at, you know, whatever kind of thing. Like if it only affected you know, the infirm and the stupid, that's one thing, but it doesn't. And then there's older people and there's people at risk and there's people who, you know, immunocompromised through no fault of their own. Mm-hmm. Maybe they got exposed through a work or whatever other activities, you know, or they maybe just like, you know, born with, you know, born this way, whatever. <laughs> um, and, and I just went back to the whole sort of punk rock thing for me, which like, I think I was a, an inquisitive punk rock. It wasn't like, I said, for me, punk rock wasn't, you know, just fight the system or break stuff, have sex. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I always thought it was about asking questions to understand the why of what felt so oppressive and dead-ended. And education there was the key to rational expression of what, you know, punks, we, I'm including, m- w- you know, me and we, of what we called anarchy but what was at its core thoughtful independence and self-governance. That's what it meant to me. And that's what I think is important right now is independence and Mm self-governance, not just saying, okay, you told me to do the thing, so I'm going to do the thing. Yeah, and I, I, that's probably, so I, we talked about it kind of with Josh and it was kind of joking, but his analogy holds up. And I, I'm not going to make the mistake of doing like a black and white fallacy where you're either this or that, because I think there's a third thing. And I think the third thing is worse. So he used the example of like your car breaks down. Yeah. And you either gather your things, chart out a plan and start walking because you trust that you can get yourself out of the situation or you are the best chance of getting that situation. Your, your car got stuck. Guess what? You know where you came from because you drove, right. you know, one direction um maybe hopefully not listening to one direction and then (laughs) but maybe that's why you crashed and then another person might 
um, they might just stay put thinking like, well, people know that I'm coming, so they're going to come get me. They're going to like, they, they know they, that they, I'm here. I'm supposed to be someplace right. at a certain time. And if I don't show up, yeah. they'll sound the alarm. Yeah. They were like, uh, you know, the, I'm supposed to go to work, but this determines that I can't go to work because I was, my car told me that I can't. So I'm just going to sit here and wait for a tow truck to show up. Yeah. The third person is probably the worst. The third person bounces back and forth in anxiety, thinking like, I'm going to walk. And they start walking, and then they realize, man, it's probably too far, so they walk back. But when they walk back, they probably miss their opportunity. Like somebody of, saw the car there, checked nobody to see if anybody's inside, and so they moved on. Right. So, like, and this is what's happening is like, there's a danger of flopping back and forth. Like, there's. But there's also the danger of like, I started walking and I thought I knew better. So I took a shortcut. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and that's what fucked me. That's why I wasn't, you know, I, I missed the car that went by that saw my car, you know, the, the car that had the good Samaritan in it yeah. that was going to help. Um, I missed him because I was off in the forest thinking I fucking knew better or whatever. And, and this is not a podcast about like, we know better. This, the, the, no. I, and because nothing I think in this podcast should ever have been construed as advice other than the five by five bench press on Mondays, which works by the way, <laughs> only if you also do it on Friday. That's probably true. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. Like I was kind of at the, at the, see, and there, that's not advice. Everybody knows because we laugh and we're cynical and sarcastic and shit. Like don't do that. You'd, you'd be a ridiculous person. If you did that, you'd be a ridiculous person. If you, yeah I mean this is and it's not a do as we say do as we do it's like hey here's what we think and this is what we are doing yeah well and I, like we've talked about risk assessment before a couple podcasts ago or I don't know if we brought up in the podcast but I know Mark and I talked about it you know I kind of mentioned like leaving the gym right now feels like leaving the wire mm -hmm. but for anybody else like all we can do is take the information that we have at hand and then create or come up with our own you know, path based on that information for what we think is best given the situation we're in. And I mean, I think we can all agree that we feel like some of the information coming out isn't the best information. <laughs> so we're trying to sift through that. And yeah, we do it, you know, with jokes and humor and cynicism and some other things, but it's like, we're, we're not going out there like coughing on people, pulling people's masks down, like telling people to congregate in groups. We're doing what we think is best for our collective group and when we go out individually and do things in the world, we have those people in mind of like, okay, like I went to Target yesterday. I think wearing a mask is the dumbest fucking thing in the world, but I put a fucking mask on because there's people around me and it's not just about me and what I'm doing. And no, I'm not afraid of getting this virus, but at the same time, like I, I want to be respectful to those around me. You don't are. want to become a carrier and bring it back into a group that has placed its trust in you right. to behave in a particular way. And, and you know, our own microcosm or whatever is this space. And I don't want to, yeah. I don't want to stress the space more than it already is just based on everything else that's happening. Perfect. That, that feels rational. But, right? but that's what we practiced <laughs> from day one was like, nobody is, I don't, I, there's very few people that I know that have taken it more serious other than like full blown paranoia then yeah. at the beginning of March, we're like, But okay. that's also not serious. What do you mean? 
Oh, full blown paranoia. It's, not, it's, not, it's like it's. Well, it's, I mean, like you know, the hoarders that will lock themselves into a vault. There's there's probably very few of them, but they are there. Like there's people that won't come out for like a year or until they release a vaccine and they're told that everything is fine. But my, and then my, when they do come out, we'll be able to track right. them because they got the vaccine my big problem is like and and chris warden (laughs) did this um unfortunately i signed back into facebook yesterday because i had to set up which is terrific to be a part of that had to set up oh my god advertising (laughs) so this is how funny it is i saw that i had a message from berkey and it said hey how's everything going miss you and i was like oh it's good or he said he said something like oh i thought you were off facebook and so I replied and I was like, yeah, I was, uh, but I needed to use this for like the Instagram ad stuff. And he laughed and goes, look at the date. And it was like 2016. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh shit. All right. Fair enough. <laughs> so I'm on there and like a bunch, like, so I start, you know, just trying to set something up. And then up. people get notifications that you're on there or something? I think so. I don't know how. Because I got a bunch of messages. it fucking works. Well, I just looked at the feed and I saw that Chris Warden, I was like, I thought Chris Warden was off of Facebook. And I look at his post and he starts like, hey, do you guys think, you know, he poses a question because he used to do this all the time. And I finally understand what he's doing. So he posed this question. He's gr- he's- hey, if you're like under 45 have no symptoms are healthy do you think people should be able to incorporate back into the work system not even shitting you there's like 70 fucking comments popping in like i don't we need to wait for what the experts say and like everybody like i mean immediately was like a blast off of like you're endangering everybody by even asking that question so i literally i was like ah, uh, i see yeah. what you did there and i just typed that yeah. i see what you did i almost got trapped into this too and he texts me and he goes those are what i call weather balloons i'm just like throwing stuff out to see what it's like and i go my reply is like that's not a fucking weather balloon that's chum <laughs> <laughs> it's so true <laughs> it totally is and i was like the 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 comment on the expert thing drives me fucking crazy. Who do you think is out there that is an expert on infectious disease, pandemics, virology, immunology, but also economy and poverty and the way sociology. That politi- yeah, and sociopolitical functions. Like who out there has an algorithm running about the risks and wagers about pulling everybody away from work, shoving them in a house with no, you know, no daylight, no exposure, no socializing and understanding those risk factors, but also understanding how this goes against a virus that we don't know very much about. Uh, Does that person exist? Do you really think there's somebody out there that's like, I have the fucking answer. Well, I think we like. <laughs> Can I just do a little mic drop moment here? Uh-huh. Apparently, Bill Gates has the answer. <laughs> God damn it! Okay, we're not going on that topic. Uh, I wish Steve Jobs was still alive. Why? So Bill Gates could steal shit from him? Oh, I just miss his turtlenecks. Dude, I have some turtlenecks. I'll start wearing them. Oh, that'd be uh, awesome. Fuck, it's going to be like 100 <laughs> degrees here in a month. But Black not in this room, apparently. Oh, that's true. <laughs> Good point. Uh, Aren't we all our own experts on ourselves in the sense mm-hmm. that, like, we we know maybe not inherently, maybe in this room at least, we know inherently like what our risks are for this virus mm-hmm. outside of some factors that you know maybe we're unaware of, where 
you know, it, I don't know what this virus does specifically, but I know I can listen to an expert on infectious disease, mm-hmm. an expert on the economy, and like hear what they're saying. It mm-hmm. comes, it goes in, and then I interpret it in a way that makes sense to me for where I am, who I am, what I'm around, and what I'm trying to do. I'm and sorry, I, you're not smart enough to think for yourself. Go home. Oh, damn it. There, there's a couple. There's a there's a couple populations um, that need to rely on somebody to tell them what to do. And, and there's a couple circumstances where that works out great. They tell you what bread line to get into and they tell you what gas chamber to go to. That that tends to be the literally the only time that you need to wait for somebody to tell you what to do is at the end, like cattle. So like, go this that way. That went hardcore real quick. Well, <laughs> conspiracy theorist and i'm not saying that the government is trying to kill you but they're certainly not that they don't care that much about your health there's not a look at look at guidelines for health we and we talked about this in the office but it's worth it's worth noting we do not know what healthy is people who are dying from this thing were like perfectly normal people that's why it's so scary right there's healthy people that are dying from this thing but I don't understand we don't flip that logic and go, hey, if somebody died from this thing, let's just assume that they were unhealthy and then figure out what that unhealthy thing was. That way and we then can start building a new model of or new definition of health. Right. Right now, because I agreed, you know, whatever sort of uh, characteristics are used to determine health. And I think it's, you know, like, it's okay, your your heart rate, your blood p- pressure, mm-hmm. body mass index. Uh, and there's a couple of other things. Probably, I'm just trying to remember, like, when I go to a GP, what oh, do yeah. they do to pain, sort of pain establish is, yeah, pain? Pain is the fifth vital sign. Yeah, and then complaint. And so if yeah. complaint is part of being unhealthy we're all sick we're all fucking <laughs> sick, sick as yeah. shit <laughs> um but one thing let me go back to keegan for just a second is like when you we talk about you know managing risk for ourselves okay that's super fucking selfish right there hashtag sarcasm <laughs> um but uh and, and and i think what has stirred the most sort of fear um about this is uh or, or whatever that like the the the, the over the top response and i'm not saying it's wrong whatever but i you know people are reacting in a specific way you know let's just go back to the 70 comments on the weather balloon chum post um (laughs) and but because everyone's like i don't know how my i'm a suddenly for the first time in fucking history people are concerned about how their actions might affect others (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> or are they concerned about how others' actions might affect, affect them. them? Or their grandparents or, yeah. you know, whatever. But, like, and, 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 it's, and it's a weird thing because normally if you, you know, people started thinking about how their actions might affect others, mm-hmm. you'd think it would be more of a communally unifying type of thing. But it isn't right now. Well, that's, Except be, partially because we are forced, you know, forced into whatever I'm disobeying. Um, but partially because the recommendations are to um, isolate yourself from a social group. Like, so we're so let, let's just say we are we are um, uh, encouraged to uh, separate from the group um, in, in this in, in this time when actually 
getting together while res- wearing masks and respecting social distancing and, you know, engaging in basic good personal hygiene. I, I don't know how many fucking times I've washed my hands today, but, you know, I've been, I was cooking and then oh, wow. I was, you know, cleaning my home and then, you know, whatever. So, uh, so my hands are pretty clean. Um, that said, I did have to ask, like, after I'd washed my hands five times and I was um, scraping the hummus <laughs> that I couldn't get out of the food processor with a, a tool um, using my finger and then putting it directly in my mouth if somehow I was going to get sick because I touched my fi- inside of my face. <laughs> um, anyway, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm... See, this is this is how we explore ideas, Jonathan. We joke. We are sarcastic. And hopefully that, you know, allows us to think, but also maybe encourages some other people to think. But so I would have thought that, 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 that you know, when you start thinking about the, the health of welfare of others and how your behavior might be related to that, that would be a unifying and empathy encouraging or, you know, sort of thing. Um, but in this time, it doesn't really seem like that. It seems like, hey, I'm just doing what they say because I don't know any better. And if you see somebody who's not doing what they say, then you immediately feel like you're going to harp on that person because you've been a good citizen and everybody should act the same because they're getting something that you are not able to do. Report to yeah. your local commissar. Well, and I also think those are the people that they're not thinking about what they're doing and how it affects others. They're just thinking about what others are doing and how it could affect them. So they see the kid running around the track all by himself across the street from their house, which yeah. I think we had mentioned we in another mention. episode. Yeah. And all they see is like, that could affect me. When no, it can't. No, actually. no, no, it, no, it, it can't. But, but it's not that. It, and it's just like everything. It's just like cyclists. Mm-hmm. The cyclist runs the red light. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. he has decided that it is in, in best interest, potentially, of his personal safety not to have a foot down in the pavement you know, on the pavement stopped in an intersection Mm -hmm. because when you're moving, you're more visible than when you're stopped funnily enough. Um, And so that person who's locked themselves voluntarily stayed inside sees the person expressing their personal freedom. That has to stop. That has to be, that person has to be stopped because it's making me feel bad. He's making me examine my own behavior or if I can't have it, they can't have it either. Cause that's a really cool thing. Um, (laughs) Yeah, and funnily enough, you know, Celine and I have been talking. She's just, she's just pissed that all the tr- you know all the high school tracks that used to be open now they're, they're like closed. gated, they're cl- and they're locked, and there's a fence. She goes, but I could just go with a ladder and get over the fence. I'm like, okay, if they see the that, that's not, that's <laughs> that's like one step beyond going. I, through I feel a like gate you should encourage that. <laughs> Only after we get the drone and I can film the hey, response. Hey, babe, I bought you a ladder today. Yeah. Oh, no, we already have. I got a four-footer. Say, here's like, a little giant. Yeah. <laughs> It'll go over. But it is, but it is. A, I, I think you're right in, in the sense that um, may, maybe that is it. That's why you would, why, why else would you, you know, dial the snitch hotline or whatever to say someone is engaging in behavior that I'm not engaging in, so, or whatever. Or at least if you call the number, just say that. Yeah. Be honest. There's someone doing something that I'm not doing, and it looks like they're having more fun. Right. We got to stop this shit. <laughs> we have to. Fun is not. I, it's it's a have and have nots, but that's like. But that's how it's always been. Yeah. And, and then if I like, I was just thinking, like hearing us talk about this, I'm just go like, just substitute fitness 
or substitute virus with fitness. Mm -hmm. And we're saying the same shit that we've always said, which is basically think for yourselves. Don't go to the, you know, the bullshit source and, you know, do what it says in there. Don't tear the fucking workout out of the fitness magazine and go do that and think it's going to produce the results that they promise. Right. You mean you might call us experts on human behavior? <laughs> well, we're certainly familiar with it. And so we're saying that shelter in place, quarantine, isolation, whatever buzzword you want to mm-hmm. use, yeah. is synonymous with five by five bench on a Monday. And Friday. <laughs> For sure. Friday. Yes. Yeah. I think we're done here. <laughs> yeah, it's possible we could be done. Um, I mean, with this podcast. you know, I'd... Or with everything. Who knows? Yeah, possibly right. because you know those benches aren't getting you know i only reason i the only time i see the benches getting used now is when they're outside in the parking lot on a sunny day you know people get increasing their vitamin d um uh factory i've always been told it was good to get a lot of d <laughs> bravo we could, I don't, we could end on that or we could just talk about all this super useful supplements for um you know, that, that are not approved by experts, of course, because, you know, what would they know? Um, but any kind of over-the-counter type well, so, uh, Andy supplements Gal- or behavior. Andy Galpin um, posed this question the other day, and I thought it was actually pretty interesting. It's like, Wait, wait, wait. What are his credentials? He's a... Oh, no, uh, no. He was asking a question. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he wasn't making... He wasn't having a conversation, so... Yeah, and he wasn't, you know, offering advice to anyone. Uh, I imagine it turns into vice because that's what he tends to do. But his questionnaire on Twitter was like... Does he have some letters after his name, though? Yeah, I think he has quite a bit. Yeah, I think he's got a whole bunch. He's got tons of letters. So he might be considered an expert. He's allowed to ask Muscle questions. physiologist, yeah. So he can so he can ask questions and answer questions. Yes. And potentially offer advice. Yeah, and he was asking, would you, like, who do you trust, I think, on a scale or something? Uh, or maybe it was compared to each other. It was like an expert or like a scientist or, you know, somebody who's an expert in the actual subject. That doesn't mean you're formally trained. That could be you're the world's best mycologist and your name is Stamets and you have never been formally trained, but no one knows more than you. So, you know, he's not. So maybe a guy like, um, he's an, uh, Chris, uh, the guy who's who a lot of his knowledge comes from actual practice and interaction with people, <laughs> um, and he and he and he and, he, and he's t- t- um, bases a lot of what he says on observations of how these c- concepts manifest in in real life inside human beings. What was his name again? <laughs> I'm not aware of anybody like that. Uh, he's not an expert for sure. I mean, by <laughs> you know definition or by no shit. So anyway, so well, and, and this, this is, is just that was, uh, yeah. This is kind of how you know, it, you it know goes. What I'm talking about the, there's, and then there's an academic who has studied inherently more about a subject than probably anybody because they have a piece of paper that says that they do. I'm not saying that's bad. I'm not. That's not a. That's this not to be taken sarcastically. That that's a noble pursuit. Um, but when I put it this way, like if you were gonna try to figure out something about business, right? Mm-hmm. There's the guy who teaches the MBA course, right? Yeah. He, I mean, and he has, he's written so many papers. He's the academic. He teaches people about business. He is the expert about business. So his job is essential. 
<laughs> it, wait, no, wait, wait, wait. Stand by. Is his job essential or does he just have tenure? He for sure has tenure. Okay. I don't think it's essential. Okay, continue. So you could ask him and he could tell you all the ins and outs, but he has never actually started a fucking business. Yeah. And then there's somebody who, I don't know, you could take any number of people who, uh, the guy, um, Rob Deerdeck. I was going to say Rob Bailey, but. Or Rob Bailey, same, ba- same, same, same yeah. fucking deal. Okay. Guy, totally un- and not uneducated, but not formally educated, mm-hmm. drops out of high school and starts DC Shoes. And learn so many things from that, ends up selling it for quite a bit of money in the hundreds of millions, I believe, then starts another business and makes that more successful, then starts another business, then another business. Now, by this time, I imagine he has an honorary degree because they do this all the time, an MBA from some university based on his success. Based on what he applied, uh, despite his lack of formal education. He could not probably tell you the thesis of Milton Friedman's economic... um, trade theory okay. but he could tell you how to be successful in business which one is more useful i i go for the expert the guy who's done the thing every single time it's not that the other one is worthless referencing the other one is probably really useful if you had both of them you would listen to both of them and then you would do what the expert says with an idea that the guy who is a scientist or he's the academic in a the field theorist yeah that he has some good knowledge as well. But there's no but like so who is who is the acting expert in a topic like pandemics? Like who Well, he's the, no longer alive. <laughs> well, or or they are because like, he did too much practical experimentation. Who's the person that survives this that no like the person who survives it are the people that you want to talk to or the people who it doesn't even affect. But we're not talking to them. We're like, oh, well, they, they're just carrying it, passing it on to other people. We're re- really concerned about the people who are dying. Right. We, they're asymptomatic. Cool. Why? Exactly. Why is it not manifesting? And so when you look at it, it's like it becomes a health status thing for me. So what was it today? Like a, the French aircraft carrier that had a thousand cases on yeah. board? Uh-huh. Um, and the majority of them were asymptomatic? Yes. Uh, this was the, it, was the, it was the Roosevelt. It was the one that actually, the U.S. one. Well, there, there was a U.S. one. There's also oh, a, there's French a French one, one. Okay. as well. I don't know if no, it was no the shit. same sort of thing. Maybe it's the asymptomatic one was the Roosevelt. Um, it could be. Yes. And the French one was... Uh, yeah, they, had, uh, they had so many confirmed cases, and all of the confirmed cases were asymptomatic. Or they were false positives. Or they were false positives, which... I mean, I don't, I don't think, know. But I don't think they have false positives. They have false negatives. I don't think they have false positives. I thought in the early testing... No, it was false, it was false negatives. That's why they kept retesting because it would keep getting a negative and they'd retest and then finally they'd get a positive to show that there was like a 50-50 chance of getting a false Well, it could go either negative. way. Right? No, because how it, like the spectrum of light that they're multiplying the ultraviolet light through is multiplied. They're like, it but doesn't that's, accidentally but, but, but multiply. But that's the original the PCR test. Right. So what is the other style of test? I, I thought there was a... There's a supposedly a blood test. There's an antibody test now, something, right? Something more immediate because a PCR, you can't replicate the the DNA in the... Or, you know, True. whatever they're replicating in the sample. That's why the test result... There, people were waiting days for test results in the beginning, as far as I understand mm-hmm. it, and I haven't really looked into it, therefore I'm not expert. But... So do, do you um, get... But I, I thought there was a... a um, a, a much speedier test there is that became available and I 
But even if it's based off of blood, and and maybe I'm wrong on this, but when you get when you measure anything in blood, um, that that's looking at a spectrum of increasing amounts. Like yeah. so, you look at Farinan. There is no there's no false positive in blood work that I know about. Okay, like I've never gotten a test and like, oh look, iron is a thousand times more than it should be. Like. <laughs> Said no one ever. Right. Yeah. It, like, I don't think, though, and maybe I'm totally wrong on this. Somebody could okay. totally correct me, but I don't think it's possible. Yeah, you please can have false negatives. Go ahead, correct me. Uh, but that being said, like, you look at, okay, what no, are the... No, him, correct him, because I didn't make the... I made the statement. Yeah. You can tell me what an idiot I am, because <laughs> um, I'm not an expert in blood work. Um, but Although you've had a lot done, and you've uh, read a lot of results, and you've talked to a lot of people because you are concerned about your own health, and you right. don't take at face value what those numbers, um, right? You know what? Fuck low normal. I'm not normal. Yeah. I have had a ton of blood, and, work and I'm also not interested in being low normal. Right. I'd like to change that. Yeah, I would anyway. like to influence it somehow. So I'm going to look at every kind of aspect of how to influence yeah. parameters, which is brings it like back to the idea that everybody that is asymptomatic but has the virus. And I'm not when I want to make those changes, I'm not going to talk to my GP who no. did the tests about that. <laughs> well, no, he's just going to sell me something, um, <laughs> which happens all the time. What kind of doctor do you have, man? A doctor? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to look up the test, but I just got a headache. So oh, okay. Keep, keep well, paying. so yeah. you look at it like you look at okay, they're asymptomatic. Why? Why aren't we looking at like what are all the related um, attributes of all these people that are asymptomatic instead of what the attributes of all the people that are having chronic illness with it? Right. We look at the like what's the positive effect? Can we? Obviously, if you're you're talking about military personnel, you're talking about certain age categories. So that takes the biggest confounding factor out, which is age. Right. And that okay, that that helps a lot because That's now we the can prove second it. Second biggest because obesity's first, right? No, age is well. But you're talking about an aircraft. You're carrier, saying for people so. that stayed healthy. Yes. Yeah. So oh, right. There's right. one. So age goes first, and then we go second. They're okay. in the military. They're less likely to be overweight or obese. Like the statistically, I mean, in order to join, I think they have. I don't know what it is now, but I know they had this problem a long time ago where they're trying to, they didn't have enough options to draft from or yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause, from cause too many were, um, but outside of the, uh, so shows that they select against obesity. Yeah. In whatever form that ends up being, I've never looked into the actual numbers, but you have an aircraft carrier where nobody is, people have the disease, but nobody is actually sick. And there's no old people, and there's very few overweight or obese people. Yeah. I mean, just to speak on the military a little bit, like, mm -hmm. I mean, there are standards to get in, which I don't fucking remember. They get much, much, much more lax once you're already in. Mm -hmm. But I still think it, like, speaks to the point of, like, they're mildly in shape. But it also they're depends mildly. on your MOS, right? Yeah, like, something an aircraft carrier, you know, there's probably not any big hitters on an aircraft no. carrier right now, so it's probably the... But just to be clear, and I know that you were in a different branch of service, yes. but not everyone on the aircraft carrier is a fighter pilot, right? That's very correct. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, no, I, point being that... I mean, I had to ask because I'm no expert. <laughs> point point Even being then, you got to be really careful with your questions, Mark. I know. It, if we're looking at ways to like keep people healthy, assuming we all believe that being healthy is a way to stay healthy. 
How dare like, you? Uh, <laughs> they're they're probably especially now, on now, the aircraft carrier. They're probably doing mild PT. I mean, yeah. you can't. It's not like you can go for you know mile long runs at a time. Aside from on a treadmill, or I'm sure they have some sort of deck that you can run on. But anyways, point being, like, it it probably doesn't take much to stay in a range that's considered healthy. It's considered healthy, mm-hmm. right? Right. Like it's not like we're talking about. You know the Navy SEALs who train twelve hours a day and thinking of the ripped abs and like any movie anybody's ever seen. Like that's not what those people on the aircraft carrier. Correct. I don't have right. time for that shit. I have so many Netflix shows to get through. But if you just watch shows about them, you'll get the <laughs> something. Fit, you'll fitness. get something <laughs> um, inspired. <laughs> no, no, a, a sense of self-importance, and then you'll you know show up with a fucking. I- the, do you know what's I didn't I did not think this would be the thing, but the longer this goes on and the more you discover about what this virus is dangerous towards, the more relevant health and fitness becomes. Oh yeah. Uh, like shockingly so. Like in a month we might just be the dead epicenter of being the most important fight against coronavirus is actually teaching people how to take care of themselves f- nutritionally and physiologically. I actually have so many questions about that, but I feel like it should be for another episode. Mm. All right. Okay. We're only 56 <laughs> minutes in. I'd like to keep this one an hour. Yeah. Can you do it in four minutes? I can't. Okay. I can't do anything in four minutes. Yeah. Ooh, snap. Good for you. Some people get, get it done in two. It's really hard to shower with long hair. <laughs> <laughs> and it's really hard to tie your shoes when your back hurts and your hamstring is blown. <laughs> and he's wearing Birkenstock. Like, dirty hair and sandals, baby. Dirty hair and slides. <laughs> Nice. I mean, uh, you're, that a, might, you're a hippie all of a sudden. That might be the, my new Instagram handle. Yeah. I might change it today. I, I do, I, Dirty hair and slides. I like that. <laughs> Not mad about it at all. Nice. I, I, I was just like, that's four minutes of, you know, or more than four minutes of water flow that someone else might need. So I, I sacrifice, you know, my hygiene. <laughs> oh, exactly. I'm doing it for the greater good. Yes. Yes. Shelter in place. Don't shower. Eat Cheetos. Yeah, and and dress nice from the waist up when you <laughs> do have to take that Zoom call. Exactly. <laughs> How mad my dad would be if he knew that from the waist down I wasn't wearing anything on those Zoom calls. Yeah. <laughs> would he be mad or just not be, at all? He'd just be like, he'd probably be like, yeah. me too. I'd yeah. be like, and then I'd be like, me too. <laughs> see, that's the that's new the me new too. Me too. It's from I the mean, waist down, you can't see what I'm with, wearing. If it had to do with Lucy K, it was kind of like the old me too too. Yeah, yeah. the phone Ooh. calls. Ooh, <laughs> Ooh. phenomenal stand up, by the way. So just, worth it. Not to sound weird, but just the plug, Louis C.K. <laughs> I would. I'm so glad. I mean. Hey, let's let's do one thing here yeah. that came up the other because we got because being inexpert, mm-hmm. inexpert, anyway, whatever, um, inexperienced, oh, inexperienced, I mean. yeah, <laughs> being politically inexperienced, i.e., knowing my vote doesn't really count. Um, uh, something came up the other day in the office mm. about, uh, and it had to do with um, fellow podcaster, Mr. Rogan. Um, having endorsed a particular political candidate, endorsed, he just oh, said yeah. something. I think what he said was, I'd vote for you, man. Um, and that came off as a, you know, that everybody, all his listeners should or some shit. I don't know, whatever. Um, but it came up with like, hey, if, if the uh, apparent Democratic candidate, Mr. Biden, mm-hmm. 
regardless of his, you know, deficiencies, proclivities, <laughs> which we uh, um, discussed before. Mm-hmm. Episode 109, if you haven't heard it yet, <laughs> don't listen to it. Anyway, so if he um, chose a vice president yeah. or vice presidential candidate, mm-hmm. and it was a particular candidate, um, if Biden did that and Rogan endorsed those two, mm-hmm. then there might be a chance I th- against Cheeto. I think if but, Biden was picked it? a good running mate, um, yeah. So I said Tulsi Gabbard. Okay, um, and a, why? Was because my she clicks all the tickets to what he already promised that he was going to have a female running okay. mate. Um, she's a a person of color, and she's a very experienced senator, military. Like she, her background qualifies her. Okay, like legitimately, not just like as a uh, Sarah Palin bullshit. And what know. about her? You know let's say politics in air quotes, um, reduced military exposure overseas, uh, for a Democrat, she's into smaller government, which is okay. kind of a relief. So she's a more moderate liberal for sure. Okay. Um, in fact, I, I would like, I think her foreign policy is fairly libertarian. And I think more than anything, rather than like her policy or her ideas on something, she is if like, she seems like a rational human being and the DNC fucking hates her, which makes me love her. Oh, <laughs> I mean, why do, and if, and she's, and if <clears throat> she's, she's, she's a member of that particular, um, as I said, bullshit two party, the one yeah. party of the, um, I mean, Hillary she's, Clinton she's tried a, to eviscerate her, um, by saying that she was a Russian asset. Well, Hillary would know. <laughs> Check her email. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have an email that proves that, Hillary? Yeah, like, Do you have her phone number? Yeah. Like, uh, the, I, weird, the weird thing is, it's like, is that, okay, we have the system that we have. So me saying, me making that snide comment right there, uh-huh. does that put me in a particular political party? Like, or an ally, <laughs> like I'm parroting some other bullshit? Is that, like, what? what kind of political assumptions are made based on the comments that, you know, we, you know, a, we make I'm just I'm, well you can't question a dynasty <laughs> I can question dinosaurs yeah which till they, the end of time well until a meteor hits I don't know what it means because I, I I get the same feeling like you say something bad about Hillary Clinton they're like oh well it's your fault Trump is in office and you're like no it's not it's not my fault at all actually I live in Utah it might be Utah's fault but <laughs> <laughs> but we're going red every single time. There's nothing I can do about it. And I'm also not responsible for the electric college. So um, you can blame me for a lot of things. My ideas sometimes are bad, all this other stuff. But the, one of the things that I think, and I'm not, I don't consider myself a Democrat. I don't, I consider myself socially liberal mm-hmm. um, and fiscally conservative. Yeah, uh, probably. Yeah, I don't like Weird. spending money on a lot of dumb shit. So I consider myself a pretty centered person. That's not a political party. It's you, not. You got to pick one. You got to pick. You, you got to fall to you the left do, or right. You can't do. 
part one side, part of the other. It's fucking all or nothing. This might be the way to beat the system, though, is to start. I mean, I don't know how it would happen. We're not that loud, but I was thinking Joe Rogan's pretty loud. He's got a big well, fellowship. He's, he's got long, long, long reach. For he sure. for sure would vote for Tulsi Gabbard if she was in if she was running for okay. office. So I think the important thing is that enough. Don't put pe- words in. Don't put actions in his mouth. Whatever he said that on a podcast. Oh, okay. So um, because on er, him and Eric Weinstein, okay. we're talking about what do we do, and it's in the episode they say we revolt. I think this is the way that we do it. Is we go okay, we're <laughs> Biden. Biden, you're a guy. You're gonna you're gonna you know, go up against the Cheeto. It's the saddest thing in the world that you cannot beat him. That that is fundamentally one of the saddest things. Did we just have another aftershock? I think we did. <laughs> you heard the wall move, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, I did. And I felt my chair. I just thought it was the the, the weight of what oh, Michael ch- was saying. I would say your chair moved because I was it, thinking the weight of me made my chair not move. Okay. Oh. <laughs> I'm pretty light right now. Well, I think that's a sign. God hates Biden. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Or he's going to see him soon. So my idea is we, we accept all the things that have happened so far and then we just slightly shift what's so going to happen. There's dying in the saddle. Which would be cool. Yeah. <laughs> and there's dying in office, which would be like less cool. But Unless you died in the saddle in, in the office. office. <laughs> let's let's say that he Impeach doesn't. him. Let, Impeach him. Let, let's say that he doesn't. And, you know, for some reason, he somehow lives through the four years that are probably the most stressful four years anybody could experience as an individual at the age of, what is he, 72 or something? Biden? Yeah. 72, 73? So let's say he survives that, but at least there is somebody who is rational and that will fight him on some things. And if he croaks, cool, we have an awesome president. Let's get it's fucking red. Let's do it. So that's my idea. I go either her or Andrew Yang, but he already promised because he's a panderer. Mm -hmm. um, He promised a female running mate. Okay. Which is a fucking absurd thing to promise. Why don't you promise somebody who's good at their fucking job? Because <laughs> then he might lose votes. Hey, I don't think... I, I think the there's more concern <laughs> than that. But given what we're dealing with, I go, a third party will never make it. No. There's no way. So if we are going to have a chance, there's a couple chances. Um, with coronavirus... It affects old people. So you have a chance that not many will take the risk to go out and vote. You might okay. have a younger turnout. It could be possible. Um, that combined with actually, you know, maybe a good running mate that actually has the ability to combat uh, argumentatively in the debates. Tulsi Gabbard did do a really good job. She eviscerates people. She's highly intelligent. I like it. I mean, I'm I, I, I can only imagine. I'm just gonna have a sticker that says Tulsi for VP. I'm not even gonna mention her running mate that I hope that she has. <laughs> Tulsi for successor. <laughs> <laughs> Taking it back to episode whatever. <laughs> well, that way, if people think that these are all inside jokes, they can just go back a few episodes mm-hmm. and catch up. Yeah, but anything prior to episode 100, apparently, or no, after episode 100 is, you know, disappointing and causes people to lose respect. 
I mean, yeah. round of applause for a hundred good episodes. The, yeah, right. <laughs> Shit. That's Thank a, you, Jonathan. Yeah, that's actually. Um, and you know, he did do the shout out to the various other analog products that you know were have been produced. Oh, he bought those. Oh, I don't know. He just, he referenced them. I mean, we can go like do a, I could, do a customer I search. I don't really don't care. I, I mean, I would I like replying was replying was mostly just like let me let me just reply and be shitty just because I need to like slap somebody back because this is a pointless email to read. Yeah. Uh, so why'd you forward it to me? And why didn't you forward it to me? <laughs> I don't know. You sent me all the fun stuff. Well, that's we just want you to only have fun. Think <laughs> we just want you to believe that only fun stuff happens. We here. have to I keep Keegan positive. Exactly. I don't know why, actually, because most things that come in that are shitty, I just respond to because I would get a fucking kick out of it. Yeah. So, hey guys, if you're wondering if you want to like hand some criticism, not that we're not open to criticism, it better be fucking good though. Like it better be points that I can go. Okay, yeah, there's a point there. Oh, that's that's inter you know that I can actually that is actually useful criticism. It was like the guy that mentioned herd immunity because we were totally yeah. wrong in what we thought that was, and then he kind of explained in more detail. And you're like, for yeah. sure, Rad man, thanks. Also, thanks. I, I learned something. I made a great. funny post about Bill Gates sitting in his house holding a stay at home sign and how I thought that was ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Because he's making interest off of billions of dollars, it's probably not the same thing as asking somebody who owns their own business that got shut down to stay at home and just shut your fucking mouth. And somebody gave me back some good information on what he thinks about taxing the rich higher and yada, yada, yada. It, oh, uh, what Bill Gates thinks about yeah, taxing the rich yeah, higher. Yeah, and actually, like, yeah. you know, he's giving a billion dollars for this research, and there's no way, in fact, that he'll make money off of vaccinations. Um, but but the, the interesting thing, so but you could, I, I agreed. I said, you know what? He's probably our savior. Okay. And I'm probably wrong about him. But for some reason, he rubs me the wrong way. I don't think you can trust somebody that made their billions of dollars off of taking other people's ideas and incorporating, you know, finding all the loopholes between monopoly laws and taking advantage of government contracts. But emphasis on taking, taking right. other people's ideas. Exactly. And then later, he's somehow this philanthropist that gives nothing but good out. I just don't trust anybody that says, I save lives. Um, I, I think there's, there, there is, you know, reading, you know, the, um, the various uh, sort of, articles scientific reports from mm -hmm. experts yeah right um let's just well, well can we just say this um does he have an education in immunology or molecular biology or like if i remember right he dropped out of college correct yeah but i think the more money you have the more intelligence people equate to the things that you say <laughs> so He's so, not a scientist, so, right? And he's not a doctor. But but wait a second. So, so why so is these... he on so many fucking news channels giving advice? <laughs> what was that? Did anybody watch wrestling back in the day? You know, the million dollar man that money, 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 <laughs> money, money. No, just me. I, I wasn't. Yeah. Uh, keep going. Yeah. Okay. So I, so he, here's the, a white trash. Game. Here's the thing. <laughs> there is gay fucking ninja. <laughs> <laughs> this um the, the whole idea like the, there, there's a there's a separation that i think happens when you read 
uh, the MIT study about storing medical information below the skin's surface or the biocompatible near-infrared quantum dots delivered to dot, dot, dot. You know, I'm not going to, it's a PubMed thing. You can look that up. You can look at Smithsonian Mag um, about the spiky patch could invisibly record vaccination history. Um, uh, and it's, you know, news.mit.edu for the, um, the, the storing medical information. If you look at that, like the, the interest in storing medical information under the someone's skin, right? Especially in areas um, of the world where medical records don't exist, where if there was paper, it got lost, where if there was a card that said you'd been vaccinated against this thing um, that you forgot, you needed to start a fire one day. And so you use that because that's what you had or, you know, whatever. So we're talking about third world undeveloped countries. This kind of technology could be useful. And I applaud that. Mm-hmm. Right. Because. Like, hey, if I'm a, I've got this this country, and it's you know, it's it's in the third world, but I and and, and everybody in my country has been protected from this particular um, uh, disease by way of vaccination. Um, and if you would like to immigrate to my country, I would like to know that you are not going to bring this in or whatever. Um, so I would like to be able to read, you know. I would like you to be able to provide that medical information to me so that I can say, oh, cool. Yeah. Come on in, join the workforce. Let's make, you know, lots of money. Hashtag pet shop boys. Anyway, um, the, uh, and so I could see that as good if that was my particular bias. Like I want to believe that this is, that this is for good. But then if I'm, my, my bias is more conspiratorial. If my bias is to ask questions about behavior because I know a little bit, although I am inexpert um, at, you know, I know a little bit about human behavior and, uh, and, and power because I've been involved in industries where I've seen power misused, but then also used for good Mm. for everyone. So I think we look at these, you know, when we look at certain ideas, studies, political candidates, anything, obviously we're going to bring our own bias into it. No one, you cannot be neutral. Sorry, folks. You're objective. Yeah. Go masturbate in front of a fucking mirror. Like I, 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 I you, when you say you're objective, I say you're wrong. Hmm. You can try. I can try. All I want to, and, and I think the more truthful sort of thing there is to say I recognize my personal bias and I try to account for it when I receive information or when I provide information when I speak when I assess a, 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 you know a particular situation so I think you could look at you know all of these um, things that Bill Gates says and does with his foundation and if your bias is that like hey he's doing good for the world and then I look at, okay, well, the world has a gigantic fucking overpopulation problem. Why would you want to save? <laughs> you know, so there's my cynical as fuck population, you know, my uh, point of view. Um, and, and and so I might look at that also as, you know, the, the, the potential means for population control. And then I hear some shit about, okay, these things that are, you know, placed under the skin, they're, they need power. <laughs> so therefore they need a battery. The chemical composition of particular batteries is also similar. Tell me if I'm, you know, completely fucking this up. But 
Um, I've heard of, you know, I have friends who've been given lithium to calm them down. I got friends who were totally psyched, myself included, to have a, you know, a headlamp powered by lithium batteries because it didn't <laughs> fucking go dead in three hours in the mm -hmm. cold or be, you know, negatively affected by the cold. So, you know, hey, there's there's positive benefits and there's positive benefits. <laughs> Unless you're on the negative side of a lithium battery. Yeah, you know, there's a positive end and a negative <laughs> end of everything, batteries included. Anyway, um, just some food for thought and some threads to pull on. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what to do with the Bill Gates thing. I do not understand why he's so involved. Happily, you can do nothing. So sure. just step back and observe. Well, right. Or, or read about stuff and try to understand. Like, I'm trying to understand. I, I know his foundation has been relentless with trying to, like, provide vaccines and cure um, mortality or whatever the fuck they're trying to do. Um, I think they did some stuff with malaria in Africa for years. They did a bunch of stuff in India that they kind of got in trouble for. Although, I checked Snopes. He is not kicked out of India, like the rumor goes. But there was... Uh, uh, quite a few lawsuits for class action suits for testing on children, orphan children. <laughs> so uh, there's some so no next of kin if something went south. I was saying, I think quite a bit of them might not be with us anymore. I I don't know I don't how know many, either. and I don't know, but there yeah. is something there. There's some stuff. It's the to internet, pull on. you never know what's true. What I'm baffled expertise. by is that like I can't find like and I like if you look up why is Bill Gates a fucking asshole, you're just gonna run into some Breitbart whatever article. It, but so you try to like, okay, what's the question I ask? And so I start as like, how did Bill Gates earn his money? And you go back and you're like, oh yeah, they did some really dishonest shit with Microsoft. Okay. And then like at a certain point, it's nothing but he's like an angel, which nobody is. Especially someone with that much fucking money. No. Not to be cynical, but that's like. Well, because how you made it was not angel-like. Right. You had to step on some toes and throats, fuck a lot of people. So I, I and that's just my general like, man, nobody's that fucking good. Like, I, I don't know me as a billionaire. I would try to do some really good shit. But then I don't know a guy who writes a shitty email. I would just make sure that I ruined their fucking life like that. that <laughs> well, through surrogates. But you know, people who act for that, like, but the, also, so it was funny. You could have some plausible deniability. Yeah, like, or like maybe, no, actually, maybe not. It's I like, would be no. immature with it. I would like saran wrap their house, because <laughs> that's something that I think a billionaire could pull off. We that's, have discussed in great length how many roles it would take. And yeah, I feel like given the times, we could figure it out. Somebody was like, you who's, "Who said a well, hundred toilet like, paper no, their house?" Because that would I, be a, wasn't it, Sam? No, because we were in Australia talking about it. We were? <clears throat> yeah, I think so. We talked about it right here. Yeah, we started talking about it Did at your we? house. It's on a podcast at some point. Yeah, it wasn't Australia. Fuck. It might have come up again, but we talked Didn't about I it. Say, I said like 10,000. We talked about it at your house on New or Year's. Feet or meters? <laughs> or rolls? Like rolls. A, rolls. So how many? And we figured out it's like 100 feet like 100 feet, feet, feet per, roll. per roll. We, See, were at, we were at your house on New Year's talking about this, I believe. Yeah, the biggest thing that we couldn't get out was like how... Do, it was on New Year's. You're right. Yeah. And I was like... You couldn't get tension on it. But man, if I was a billionaire, I could hire some engineers to figure out how to like get some extra long. Oh, do you know what you'd get? Drones, you get the, you get the shipping style yes. saran wrap. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Then it's, then it's many hundreds. Like, that's yeah. just, that, and that shit sticks so good. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's really thick, the too. The stuff that you wrap pallets. Like, cause, yeah. Because yeah. 
Because when we would ship, like yeah. we would pack up a gym from a movie job and ship it yeah. back, it would yeah. be on pallets. It would be wrapped in that shrink wrap, yeah. and it would be totally fine. Yeah, after we crossed. When ocean. we did uh, yeah. meets at Burdick's, Rogue would send out their equipment, and we'd yeah. have to rewrap it. Yeah, and they'd send out like this huge roll, and we're like, we're gonna use this whole fucking thing. And it, it took like thirty minutes. Yeah. yeah, but a it probably took forever to get those things out. But there's no way they were moving. Yeah, no. So you do that to somebody's house who writes some shitty email to you, and you uh, you feel a little bit better about yourself. That's well, not this guy a lives good in New York to... City, probably. Oh, uh, you think? So you'd have to do the entire apartment building, and or that we would just have wait... a negative effect on others. Uh, and, I was gonna say, or we just know... wait till nature takes its course. Maybe that's it. Maybe Darwinism. Maybe maybe that was like part of the weird times that you know, and or an ordinary. Yeah. Un- anyway, whatever. It could be. I, I people do weird shit yeah. sometimes. But I, I'm pretty sure that after this podcast, he's back on board. Really? We think we want him back? Fuck yeah. That's what we try to do. People See, I'm that- a closet I'm a <laughs> out of the closet optimist. <laughs> well what would the what would the email say that was trying to talk him into thinking that we're good? Hey, I'm really sorry. Yeah, we say some really shitty things. We're super immature. Hey, do you have you, any like you, places if, I could go to get educated? Because I've really never looked into anything. If you could, <laughs> and if you could recommend some public policy wonk, I mean expert yeah. to um, that would be willing to come on even remotely. I mean, I would relax my standards of podcast participation and have somebody dial in, and we could have a conversation right. with that expert. You know, I'd be more than happy to get my ass educated. And hey, how about this? You just like. Can you just take a picture of who you're voting for for government? Because I've never thought about it. And I just, I feel like you have a good foot in the door towards everything in the world. And and I want to copy that. But I wouldn't stop at politics. You just go ahead and send me your faith about, you know, whatever religion you've signed up for. And I'm just going to do that, too. And 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 would you please just, um, and and yes, send me a photograph or a picture because I'm visual. You know, I don't really... Um, Oh, prior, uh, so you know, I just got notification that USPS domestic deliveries affected by COVID nineteen. You got to donate money to them or something in order to get your mail. <laughs> just so we're on the same page, every I, time that alarm goes off that somebody's pulled into the parking lot, I keep waiting for you guys to look at me like, "Go grab the bat." God damn it! I didn't think I was going to go here. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so some people have been. Um, gathering mm-hmm. some you know protesting some stuff some different states etc oftentimes they're showing up our you know dear leader just for, i don't know i didn't know that virginia needed liberating oh right via um manifestation slash expression uh you know of the, the of second amendment rights but apparently there was a tweet today yeah by liberate virginia your your Second Amendment rights are under threat or whatever the fuck. You know, so a bunch of dudes show up with guns that they, you know, may or may not know how to use. And I'm just like, why do you go why do you go lethal response immediately? Hmm. As opposed to, as you suggested, Keegan Keegan, the bat. Just so we're on the same page, that was me going with the enjoyable response. <laughs> oh, yeah. See? And there you have it. Isaac Babel once wrote a short story. Guys can look it up. It's a pretty good one. I can't remember the, t- the title of it. About how the, the pleasure of stomping a man to death. 
granted they were Cossacks and there was kind of a revolution going on and shit, but, um, but yeah, so I get what you mean about like what's enjoyable. Right. <laughs> yeah. He was a Jewish intellectual and probably didn't do any of the stomping, but, um, I do believe he was, um, expert in his observations. <laughs> I was trying to hone my craft from another Jewish intellectual that you can see on Inglorious Bastards if you care to watch a good movie this weekend while you have plenty of time on your hands. Well played. Thank you. Well played. <laughs> um, one hour, 23 minutes. Are we done? Yeah, I think we're done. Yeah, so and, and, it's a, like a PR for us in a sense of limited time as opposed to an abundance of it. Th- that is that is true. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so if you, uh, if you enjoyed the last hour... Um, because you skipped 23 minutes ahead of me reading some stuff, um, you can just go back and listen to it now because it might um, either increase or decrease your enjoyment. Go ahead, roll the dice, flip a coin. <laughs> Have a blast. Cheers. <laughs>